guys can hear me. <clears throat> My voice is not the strongest today, actually. And I've been battling a little, flu, not a flu bug, but uh, some kind of sinus issue. And my voice is not as strong as it normally is. So I solicit your prayers today. Amen. 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 I, got, I like to say I'm flattered by the, uh, the attendance today. Amen. Being here. Uh, good attendance. I wish Pastor Keenan can see you guys. Amen. Let's pray, shall we? Father, in this name, dear God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for yet an opportunity to stand before your to share in the word of, that comes from your holy scriptures. And I pray that you, is there something I'm doing? That mic? Oh, is that it? Okay. Hey, my keyboard's got feelings. It's gonna be offended. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I cut it off at home a lot to save electricity. I should do the same in the house of the Lord, right? Amen. Amen. All right. I interrupted my own prayer. But thank you, Father, for this opportunity to stand before your people today and to serve. My foundation scripture today, I would that you go with me to Ephesians 6 and 12. Could I have a little bit in the monitor so I can hear like that might affect it they're not on right now I don't think testing one two no they're not on right now Ephesians 6 and 12 I'll make sure all these mics are off forgive me technical difficulties the system's not in my mouth the Keenan being I guess very good. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll keep going. Ephesians 6 and 12 reads as follows. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. I want to point out to us as, as we see in scripture that we have an adversary church. We have an enemy per se. And we all know that that enemy is our adversary, the devil, amen? Just like God is real, the devil is real. And we are to keep that in mind, amen? Today what I want to share with you guys is different strategies that he used. I want to reveal his tactics to you. Amen. And we know in a natural sense in sports teams, uh, such as football, baseball, those kind of contact sports, they, you see them play every Sunday, but you don't know that during the week, they're studying their opponent. They watch videos, they watch footage on how the opponent strategizes what they do and how they do things so they know how to counteract. Same with boxers. They watch different clips of the, the opponent that they're about to take on. Uh, they study his moves and everything. Everybody who watched a lot of clips on Tyson, they know he's got that, firm, that famous left hook that it drops him down. 
he actually fights, I don't know if maybe he's left-handed or what, but he actually fights different than a lot of fights, fighters. They lead with their, their left and then they come with that right cross to knock you out. He does the opposite, that's why he wins a lot of fights. Amen. Even in business, we always have uh, competitors. Okay, I'll take the hand, yeah. Even, is that better? Even in business, uh, if you open a business, amen, and then there's another business about a mile away opens up, you're going to try to, and they, they begin to get all of your business, begin to get all your customers. You want to find out what they're doing that's different from you that they can gain so much, uh, so many customers. In other words, you want to know their strategies. You want to know how to counteract what they do that you might be successful. But today what I want to do is expose the enemy and his tactics and expose what he uses against us. We all know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And what? Our relationship, our faith, our understanding of God. He, he seeks to try to confuse us. And that's what I want to expose to him, how he does that. Even uh, David knew his opponent's tactics. He knew that the enemy was going to come, that the giant was going to come, amen, with all this armor on. He had a brass helmet and brass armor and a big shield and all of that. But David was smart. David said that he would use a slingshot. He came with, put three shiny stones in his bag, and he came with a slingshot. He knew he wasn't going to be able to reach Goliath, so he did what he did. He counteracted his tactics. Amen. I want to take you to a passage of Scripture, amen, that will show you how the devil worked. One thing about the devil, he uses the same old things same old lies, same old things that he did way back in the beginning. Would you go with me to Genesis, the third chapter, starting at Genesis 1? Genesis, the third chapter. It says, now the serpent was more suitable than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall eat every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat. Neither shall we touch, lest we die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not die. And he said, For God doeth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing God's evil, knowing good and evil. 
And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the trees to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband who was with her. Uh, sound person, could I have a little bit of the monitor, please? Just a little. Does it sound like I, I'm not hearing what I say? Amen. I just wanted to point out to you that the adversary uses three main tactics. Deceit, temptation, and vanity, pride. He tries to lure you into a prideful situation. We all know that he lies and tells lies and, and how does he does that he speaks through other people in a lot of cases and that's what i want to talk about the um the 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 adversary using the devil's advocate let me give you a definition of the devil's advocate a person who expresses a contentious opinion in order to provoke to debate to test the strength of the opposing arguments. Amen. You may have had times where you're speaking positive of a thing that you know is right, and you always have somebody who challenges you on that. That's what the devil. That's what the devil advocate does. He 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 challenges you on what you know to be the truth. Amen. Many times you may have friends or family that speaks to you. On a daily basis, it could be coworkers, it could be just friends, family, and it's not that they're full of the devil, and it's not that they're possessed of the devil, but know this, they may be easily influenced by the devil if they don't have a strong relationship with God. Amen? They may be easily influenced with the devil if they have, don't have a relationship with our Father. For instance, often people who employ the devil's advocate arguments, as I said, is just harmless people, people you would think that may be telling you the truth. You may think, trust these people. You may see them on a daily basis, but you may understand, uh, again, they are not the devil, but they could be influenced by the devil. It's a good thing to stay away from negative people because negative people can also be used as a devil advocate. Amen. You may have a good idea. You may have a dream. You may have a thing you want to share or pursue. And you have a, nev uh, a, a, a negative person that you're around on a daily basis. And they can become the devil's advocate. They, be they can become to be influenced by the enemy and start feeding you a bunch of negative vibes, and that will turn you off to what God has given you, amen, to pursue, amen? How many know that we just have to be very careful in whom we hang around with? I want to share a couple of scriptures that would help us out. Um, in Psalms 1 and 3, 1, one through th 3, if you will. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the ungodly, 
nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Amen. You have to be careful who you take advice from. Amen. And when all in doubt, it's good to just search the scriptures. You can, in any Bible, they have a reference in the back of the Bible where you can go in there, any subject you want to talk about or any subject you're a little confused on, you can go in that reference and pull up scriptures concerning that subject. Amen. And it'll help you through your doubts. Amen. Look at what Proverbs 12 and 5 says. The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. Amen. You have to be careful, again, about being influenced by the devil's advocate. If it's nothing else that you take home with you today at thought, I want you to understand and beware of the devil's advocate, somebody who could be influenced by the devil. Look at what Prop, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. Sometimes you can't even trust yourself. Sometimes you just have to depend on the word of God. And thus saith the Lord. There's one passage in the scripture that said that the heart is deceitful and wicked. Amen. Sometimes you can't even trust your, your own heart. It's good to check it with the scriptures. But enough of that. I want to talk about the good news is that we have an advocate. We have an advocate in Jesus Christ. We have an advocate in God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who's always there for us to lead us and guide us. And he speaks to us. We have to trust what the Holy Spirit says. Amen. And if we're confused about an issue, we can ask in prayer. Amen. Prayer is a very powerful thing. Prayer is something that will lead us and guide us. It will allow us to hear from the Holy Spirit. So that's what we want to do in all cases is check our thoughts, our emotions with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the devil advocate to be you yourself. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we have stinking thinking and we could be playing the devil's advocate to ourselves. You ever came up with an idea and said, man, that sounds good. I think I'm going to do that. And then you start thinking about it a little and say, wait, you talk yourself out of it. Many times we have talked ourselves out of blessings, amen, just thinking about a situation too much instead of just keeping that situation before the Lord and see what the Lord is telling you about it. So if you depend on your own way, you depend on what you think and feel, sometimes you would talk yourself out of it, amen. The devil advocate, he's some, is some people in an argument or discussion to maybe against the ideal and plan of a lot of people support in order to make people discuss and consider it in detail. A person's in oppo uh, opposing, I'm sorry, unpopular cause for the sake of an argument and expose it 
to and through examinations. Sometimes people will play the devil's advocate just to get other information out of you. You may be talking about a subject and then they may say, oh man, that don't sound right to me. I don't believe that. Just to get you to give more information and more proof that what you're saying is true. Amen. I had an uncle, uh, my uncle Charles, he used to be famous for that. He would love to just challenge you on what you say. And he thought he was uh, a philosopher on everything. So what he used to do is, uh, me and Pastor Keenan knows, because we all worked for my father. We'd be in the truck together and talking. He would start up a subject just to see us being young people, how much we knew about it. And he would challenge us, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that don't sound right to me. And so we would just go at him with it. Now, oftentimes, he would bring up religion. He was trying to, his pride wouldn't allow him to ask questions about God. He knew we were all church boys. And he, he, his pride wouldn't allow him to just come out and ask because he wasn't a church person. But later on, we found out that his wife had been raised Catholic, and she was raising their kids Catholic. She was taking them to church. And they would come home to him, and they would start talking about all these religious things. And he had no knowledge of it. He couldn't, he didn't have anything to counterpoint them with. So he would come and challenge us just to get information about the Bible so he can go back to them and counter-react <laughs> what they were saying. But um, in the long run, he respected us. He respected Pastor Keenan, Pastor Tyre, myself. We all worked together with him. And um, one day he told me, he said, when I leave here, I need you to do my eulogy. And I was like, well, okay. I thought he was just talking. But a man so, um, just so happened when he did pass, his wife called me. He said, uh, your uncle always requested to me when he passed, he wanted you to speak at his funeral and be and do his eulogy. And so I had to go to, I knew nothing about the Catholic Church, well not a lot, but I had to go to this Catholic temple or whatever in the, in the cemetery and do his eulogy. But in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say is that he realized from hearing what these scriptures were saying, and we were young, we didn't really know a lot of scriptures, but just what we talked about that we knew, amen, he respected the word of God, and he discerned that the truth was a little different from what his uh, kids were trying to tell him. And I'm not trying to bash the Catholic Church at all, um, but things that are taught sometimes would be a little different, and he didn't understand them, what they were telling him. Amen? Amen. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, blood but principalities and high places. Amen. We have to keep in mind that anybody can be influenced by the devil. Anybody could be telling us something that's not true. Anybody could be used by the enemy. Not necessarily they are the devil, but they could be used by him. They could be influenced by him. We have to be careful and watch for that. Amen. And Matthews 24 and 24 says this. For there shall arise false Christ 
and false prophets, Jesus spoke this, and said, show great signs and wonders inasmuch as if were possible that they shall be deceived, the very elect. And what that means that um, false prophets are going to arise and they're going to do signs and wonders in the earth. And it's already happening today. We see it a lot. Amen. Some of the very elect, meaning preachers and pastors, might be influenced by some of the things that they're doing. So it's good for us to stay in the word ourselves. It's good for us to learn what the scripture is saying, that we may not be deceived. We have to stay in the word of God at all times, and we have to see what's going on. This whole world, everything that goes on in this world today is influenced by something and by somebody. And in many cases, it could be influenced by the enemy. Amen. We know that our government sometimes come up with things that just not morally right. Amen. And once you get to a certain age, you can discern what's morally right and what's morally wrong. Amen. If you ever notice, and a lot of you who are 30 and 40 up, 40 plus, you may notice that all the things you were taught as a child that were right now seems like they're wrong. And everything that you were taught that was wrong now seems like it's right. Amen. This country was founded on scripture. The Constitution was founded on biblical basis. Amen. Abraham Lincoln was a Christian. And a lot of the things that he brought forth to govern our country, amen, was bounded on scripture and principalities of the Bible. But we see how gradually that has changed. Uh, now we see a lot of people get in government positions and leadership positions. They're now bending the rules a little bit. But how many know that something that's bent is actually broken? Amen. Let somebody hit your car and you go to the insurance company and say, well, they just bent my fender and I want to get it fixed. You're still going to have to pay that $1,000 deductible, amen, for something that was just slightly bent but it's actually broken, amen? It pays to just do what the, 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 the laws and say. Laws are made to protect us, amen? Laws are made to keep things in order. And if you're just bending the law, eventually you're just going to break the law, amen? If you try getting pulled over, try running a stop sign and get pulled over by the police and say, I was just bending the law a little bit, give me a break. It ain't going to work. Amen. So I'm just saying in a nutshell, I want you guys to be mindful of the devil's advocate. Amen. Be mindful of the devil's advocate. Those who are speaking against what is right. Those who are trying to influence you to bend the law a little bit or to bend things that's morally right. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord God, I thank and praise you, Lord, for the word that went forth this morning. Dear God, I thank you, Father, that your word says it will not go out void, but it will always come back. Amen. And we just pray that each and everybody here may have gotten something out of your word. 
I know I'm not the type of preacher that jump and shout, spin around, and do flips and all of that. Amen. But it's your word I'm trying to instill in them. And I just pray that they take and strive what I have spoken on today and that they may be blessed by it. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's give the Lord a great big hand. Praise at the time. <laughs> 